This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Good It's All back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal Transfer Show. I hope you're doing good. I hope you are well today on Thursday. A few days, uh, only a couple of days in fact, until we play our next game against Southampton, a game that has ever-increasing importance for Mikel Arteta, it seems. No signs of a possible sacking for those that were hoping of one. I didn't expect that to be the case, but Southampton looks to be an opportunity for Arsenal to bounce back. We'll be having a preview show at some point in the next couple of days or so. There's quite a lot going on today, so the preview show may have to wait until tomorrow. They've got a show uh, with Harry Simeu and myself. We'll be having a chat about the Arsenal situation on the Canton Simeu show, and uh, then we'll be looking at the Arsenal youth side this evening as well. Make sure you're subscribed to the Arsenal way if you haven't done so already, and also make sure that you have uh, gone and watched our latest reports episode of William Saliba, learning about how he's getting on with Marseille. The video is on the channel right now, so make sure that you've gone and caught up with that. It's interesting stuff regarding the mistake he made against Galatasaray and how he dealt with the Lyon situation, whereby the game against Marseille uh, was postponed or abandoned, uh, in fact. So really interesting stuff on him. Statistical analysis as well, and with the expert insight help of Ben from the Marseille View. So make sure that you are up to date with everything that's going on there. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. Kaiser, Stevie, Matt, G, Michael, the usuals. We've got you here. Chris, Liam, Adam, Ade, uh, Marcus. We've got AV, uh, A. We've got uh, Oakley, Jonathan, Cole, Deltz, BDG, uh, Cena, Lewis, Mr. Ginger Guna, Bashal. Uh, Nikolai, Justin, Temi, uh, Paul. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, as always. I'd like to give a special welcome back to Christopher Funk. Those that you uh, know, Christopher has been on the show a few times when we first started out memberships on the channel. Christopher was one of the first members in our special group, and he rejoins. He's had a little bit of absence. Uh, I know that he works in hospitals 
Um, and I'm sure it's been a very, very tough time for him of late. So thank you, Chris, for rejoining. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. The members will know the legend that is Christopher Fung. Um, let's go into today's news. And there is quite a bit of news to go through today. We start with Marcelo Flores, who rejoins, or rather has now made his first senior appearance last night, in fact, uh, for Mexico's senior side in a 2-2 draw. Only came on in the last few moments, but this is a massive moment for him in particular. And I think it shows the level of quality that's going through the Arsenal U team, considering the fact um, that Marcelo Flores has not even made his senior debut for Arsenal. He's barely made a few appearances for the under-23s, and he's still very much an under-18s player at Arsenal. And now he's in the Mexican senior national side. Of course, he could have played for for England. He could have played for Canada. And I know that Mexico are very, very intent on making sure that he sides with Mexico. So they've got this route going through. They're showing him the ropes. They're showing him that intention that they have of keeping him with that national side. But great moment for him. Fair play to Marcelo. And we wish you the best for the future. Um, now, speaking of youngsters, uh, we've also got Dan Tumatore, who is a Colorado Rapids 17-year-old winger who is currently reportedly on trial with Arsenal. He spent some time with uh, Rangers, but he's training with the Arsenal youth sides at present. He has played his MLS uh, debut for the Rapids. He's only got one appearance in the MLS as far as I'm aware so far. But interesting player. I know nothing about him, but currently on trial and training with the Arsenal youth side. So uh, keep your eye on him. One to uh, one to watch, it seems, for sure. We have had, obviously, uh, MLS players come over in the past. Cole Bassett, again, from the Rapids, came over because the Rapids are uh, owned by Mr. Conkey. So uh, that links that one there. Pablo Marie continues to be linked with a move away from Arsenal. It does look ever more likely that he will leave the club maybe on loan, maybe even on a permanent deal in January. Flamengo were the side that we that we're aware that were the most interested in Pablo Marie, his former side that we signed him for. Whether or not they sign him for a similar fee or they just bring him back on loan remains to be seen. But Pablo Marie edging closer to the Arsenal exit door, it seems. Now, Renata Sanchez, according to uh, L'Equipe, is now very much a target not only of Arsenal, but also AC Milan. AC Milan, we know, will be looking likely to have to replace Franck Kessier, who is looking for a move out of the club. His contract expires at the end of the season, and they've identified Renata Sanchez as the most likely opportunity for them to uh, sign him. And as we know, Arsenal are said to have an interest. Fabrizio Romano confirmed that previously, that he's always been of an interest to Arsenal was on a list of players along with the likes of Hussein Awa in the summer of 2020. They moved for Thomas Partey in the end. Renato Sanchez continued on with Lille and has done well, although those injury issues are costing him big time. But AC Milan looking like the biggest suitor alongside Arsenal for the Portuguese international. Now, according to Sempre Milan, uh, <laughs> Rabio, Rabio. Of course, uh, of course, Rabio has been linked with Arsenal once again. Italian reports suggesting that Arsenal's search for a midfielder could leave them looking towards the French international. This, I again, as I always say, whenever we get linked with Rabio, I would be very surprised if this one happened. But the rumour came up. We have to report on it. So there you go. I'm not going to spend too much more time on it. It's just a loose report from the Italian media suggesting that Arsenal have an interest in the midfielder. That is all. 
moving on to our penultimate story of the day, Fischahez uh, have reported that Richarlison is of an interest to Arsenal. Ironic, considering what he just did to Arsenal at Goodison Park ever so recently that this link has now surfaced. The report actually talks about how Everton have got to a stage where they're simply not of a stature that would keep a player like Richarlison at the club. Now, if you remember previously, Barcelona had a £100 million bid for Richarlison previously rejected. So you can imagine that any kind of deal that Arsenal would have to muster for the Brazilian would have to contain a serious amount of money, which I just don't see as a realistic uh, route through. In fact, checking... Uh, checking on his contract length with the club, just checking that he isn't coming down to the final months of his time. Contract until 2024. So he would cost a serious amount of money. Everton would ask for a serious amount of money. And you remember that they turned down that huge bid from uh, Barcelona. So I very much doubt that Arsenal would be looking to spend a serious amount of money on him. But the link from Fischahez has reported that Arsenal are supposedly interested in taking the Brazilian international to the Emirates. And lastly, uh, Jeannie Wijnaldum, PSG central midfielder. Um, the Sky Sports News uh, reporter, Kava uh, Solico uh, has reported that Arsenal are one of the sides that would be interested in taking Jeannie Wijnaldum on loan in the January window. Wijnaldum has got less and less playing time in the French capital since he arrived on a free transfer from Liverpool. He started the first four games. He was then on the bench for the fifth game. Despite them winning all of those four games, he was on the bench for the fifth game and came on as a sub against uh, Lyon in the following fixture. He then started against FC Metz and then spent the next one, two, three, four games again on the bench in Liga. Started the following two games and has been on the bench ever since and suffered with a couple of knee issues which have kept him out for a couple of fixtures he's played in the champions league but mainly as a substitute only until recently where he started the game against club Brugge. he was on the bench for the match against manchester city in which man city won 2-1 um it would be a really solid deal but i'm going to put that out there to be honest um and if i if it is true which you know there is there is no other corresponding reports. The only reports as we have is from Cavasolico, who is the man who previously said those very strange comments regarding Tommy Asu when we were linked with him, if you remember. Um, but reports suggesting from him that Arsenal are one of the teams um, that uh, would be looking to bring in Gini Wijnaldum. Now, let's take this on face value. If it was a case of bringing him in on a six-month loan deal, 31-year-old central midfielder for six months that's of a quality of the Premier League, I would absolutely take him. I think he would certainly add to the quality of Arsenal's central midfield. It would be a good signing that we could use for six months. We would then not be tied down to any kind of deal for the summer window. He signed for a free. PSG could get a loan fee for those six months. They've got other midfielders. They've got Verratti. They've got Paredes. They've got Ander Herrera. Um, there's one more as well that has completely skipped my mind. They've got plenty of central midfielders there. Uh, I don't think they're going to need to be concerned about losing him. I would certainly just bring him in on loan. Whether that happens, though, is a completely different matter. And I'm not sure that there is enough evidence to suggest as of yet that this is a deal that could happen. 
And that is the end of today's news and does bring us, of course, right. Adresa Gay, thank you so much, Jonathan. Yes, Adresa Gay is the one I was thinking of. Um, that does conclude the news of today. So please make sure you're dropping a like on the video and subscribing as well. We're going to move on to your questions now. So if you do have a question for the Q&A section of the show for the next 10, 10 minutes or so, then please do throw it into the chat box and I'll do my best to answer it. Mm -mm. Okay, let's go through your questions in the chat box. Mo, did Tom joke about Richarlison at Arsenal? No, not a joke. Well, I say not a joke. It is a report that has come out from Fishahez, who I, I don't genuinely remember ever getting anything right. Um, <laughs> speaking most, uh, most bluntly, I remember reporting on a lot of their stories, but I don't remember any of them turning into anything where they were kind of the first story or outlet to report the interest someone maybe had to tell me that i'm wrong but i don't remember that ever happening ian says mate i look forward to your vids after work every day in australia thanks ian for tuning in wow australia i say this is the 8 a.m show it must be the 8 p.m show uh out where you are ian thank you so much as always for joining in uh real says tom when are you going to do an arsenal versus southampton preview show probably tomorrow um we've got two more shows coming out for you today that aren't the preview show i know i usually do them two days ahead of time haven't had the ability because today is so rammed i'm doing a show of harry simu a little bit later on today and then a show on arsenal's youth team in the evening tomorrow we will have a preview show i am also chatting with james from AF tv tomorrow fingers crossed um, I know a lot of people have got a lot of time for James and I thought, why not give him an opportunity to have a chat on the channel? I've, I've met him at the FCA Awards. Really nice guy. Um, and yeah, looking forward to having a chat with James on tomorrow's morning show, probably around 11 a.m. So make sure you tune in for that one. And then the preview show will probably be tomorrow evening. So you've got plenty of TGT content to come. Um, Vishal says, Tom, do you think it's time to shift to a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2 for a better stability in the Arsenal midfield and defence? Interesting how we're talking about adding stability to our defence when Vishal, of course, previously the defence was the main thing we were looking at as kind of the biggest plus for Arsenal, the area that we thought Mikel Arteta kind of nailed down. I think Arsenal got the personnel to play a 3-4-3 or a 3-5-2. You can play Tierney at left back, uh, left centre-back, sorry. You can play Tavares at left wing-back. It gives you kind of that balance. You've got Tommy Asu, who is developing his attacking game and could play that wing-back role, giving you that two-central midfield pivot of Lukonga, Partey, Xhaka, whoever you want to mix and match, although Ainsley Mettlenels arguably deserves a chance. And then you can either go for a 3-5-2 where you play Erdogan as that 10, and then you play a Bamiang and, you know, someone off of him, Balogun, Lacazette, Pepe, or you go with the 3-4-3 and you play the front three that we've been playing constantly, Saka, Smith-Rowe, and a striker. I'm not saying it has to be a Bamiang, but there is the ability to do it. Would it add stability? Maybe. Uh, it would be more defensive. Would it enable Arsenal to be more offensive, which seems to be the biggest issue at Arsenal? I'm not as sure. So we will wait and see. Jacob says, uh, are you of the opinion that it doesn't matter who we bring in if the style of play doesn't change? We're not going to see a significant difference. Jacob, to be honest, I think there is absolutely no shame in putting forward an opinion like this. If Arsenal aren't playing well, there is no system. If there is no philosophy, does it really matter who we have? Is there an argument to say if the whole team was all Arteta's players, would he be able to put it across? No, because eight of the first team squad have been Arteta's players for a lot. We've had Gabriel, White, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, Tavares, Lokonga, Partey, 
Erdogan. Eight players have been starting that were signed under Mikel Arteta. You can't suggest that it's not his team anymore. It is his team. He's the one that was here to extend Aubameyang's contract, to extend Smith-Rowe's contract, to extend Bukayo Saka's contract. There's an argument every one of the player that is in this team is Arteta's team. There is no more Emery era. There is no more Wenger era. It is only the era of Arteta, and that's why all the scrutiny must fall towards him. Uh, Vuk says, Moise Ken, uh, what would you say? I would say, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> this is what I would say. I just don't think he's, I just don't think he's the right choice. Uh, Ahmad Deep says, is striker suddenly a bigger priority than a midfielder now? We have either out of form or very young strikers. I mean, there's a, there's a solid argument to say that it is. I would say that Balogun is still a very good option, but it looks like he's going to be sent on loan this January. I still think central midfielder will be the position that we sign in January of any position. Temi, thoughts on Axel Witzel? Would he be a quality addition? Yes, but he is 32 and he is part of that Borussia Dortmund central midfield. And I don't know whether or not they would be looking to move him on. And I'm not sure whether a 32-year-old centre midfielder is the right path for Arsenal. Maybe a six-month loan, but I don't know why Dortmund would do that, to be honest. Marcus says, if we do sign or bring in only one player in January, what is the priority? For me, it's still a central midfielder. Uh, I think that Eddie and Lacquer are both going to be gone in the summer. Eddie may go in the January window. Lacquer will definitely be here. I think central midfield will continue to be the priority. Let's go to uh, Steph, Tom, Barca in the Europa League thoughts. My thoughts are... <laughs> <laughs> I have no sympathy for Barcelona at all. Not only because my Spanish side are Espanyol, who obviously are another Barcelona-based uh, team, but all of the days of just awful... I don't want to go too far into alleged terms, but you know what I mean. Just awful things that happened between us and Barcelona. The Cesc Fabregas situation. The Van Persie sending off. Just... Uh, there's more than there is to count with with Barca and I have no sympathy for their plight at all and to be honest I hope it continues I hope they fall into the conference league next season that would be hilarious because they don't look like they're getting into the top four at the moment not with the way things are going because it looks like they've got a tough task getting in over uh, Real Madrid Atletico Madrid Sevilla uh, Real Sociedad are looking really good this season in fact looking at the La Liga table I've been La Liga into Google and the first thing that comes up as suggested is La Liga flops. Real Betis sitting third. Hector Bellerin's Real Betis sitting third, who actually beat Barcelona at the camp now the other day, 1-0, where Bellerin was playing. So there you go. Uh, where does Ginny fit into our system? I think he probably fits alongside the, the pivot midfielder. But what would you would expect is you would expect your pivot midfielder alongside him to sit to be disciplined so that Vine Adams can be more expressive or you switch to a 4-3-3 and you play with a flat three where Vine Adam could be a little bit more expressive than say the other two that's where he would fit in uh, Abhishek says do you believe the issue is our striker not being involved or the midfield and wingers not finding our striker to be honest it's probably a bit of both I think it's more the second option I think it's more so the creation of the chances for a striker like a Bamiyang if you give him more chances he will score goals but we do seem to lack. We we can't seem to find that balance because Aubameyang is too much of a poacher, and Lacazette is too much of a link-up player. I mean, he was he had more touches at right back than he did in the box against Everton. That's not what you want from your striker. So we can't seem to find that middle ground. Whether that's someone like Balogun, whether it's a signing, 
we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Mike says, Tom, if you did, if Arsenal did sack Arteta, who would you like to see at the helm? Ten Hag seems to be the, the the best option. I don't think he would necessarily come to Arsenal, and there isn't even a necessary guarantee that it would work. Ajax is a very specific case. Um, they have a lot of success in the Eredivisie because they're a very dominant team. They are doing very well in Europe and they did very well in the group stage over Borussia Dortmund. They recently got to the Champions League semi-final under Ten Hag. They've developed a lot of good players with the help of Mark Overmars, of course. Whether or not he could translate what he's done there to Arsenal would be, you know, is up for debate. We'd have to wait and see. The Robots Will Eat, he says, Tom, do you think it's possible that Arteta has lost the confidence of senior players? Absolutely no senior players have turned up for him or improved you can't disagree. Look, I think that the, the senior players have let him down. Does that mean they've lost confidence in him? Possibly. But we've never been kind of briefed at that. And I know that you would say, well, you're never going to be briefed that. But, you know, the feeling from people that are close to those inside the club always suggests that things are very good That in terms of not the confidence and not the mood right now, but that the players still very much back the manager. Although saying that, because of the way in which some players have been left out for extended periods, Nicolas Pepe is considering his options ahead of the January window. There is solid information that he could consider a loan. The only issue is, is that who's going to pay that wage? Who's going to pay a loan fee that Arsenal are going to want? Is Arteta going to let him go? He's going to be off in the African Cup of Nations. So can they even get a January deal done? There's lots of questions for Pepe. Uh, Pablo Marie is another one. Tierney was getting frustrated with the lack of minutes that he was getting because of Tavares. And obviously he suffered, his fitness suffered because of that. And we know that there are plenty of other players like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, et cetera, that have been kept on the bench as well. Even Lokonga in the last two games, best midfielder this season on the bench for the two most important games of the season. Um, Inga says, who starts in the attack at Southampton? If Pepe starts, I'm sure he's going to get the best of his level. Look, if Smith-Rowe is fit, I'm still going Saka, Smith-Rowe, uh, Erdegaard, and I'd start Balogun. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. I'd start Balogun because he's our most informed player. And I mean that. He's our most informed player right now because um, he's on fire for the youth sides and he's better than the youth sides and he should be playing senior football. Why not give him a chance? I don't know. Uh, Emmanuel Ojo says, any chance we get Ruben Neves now and how many seconds before he laughs off our offer for the Conference League? Uh, I, I mean, those links came from the Times in the summer previously that were reported. Uh, do we have a chance of signing Ruben Neves? I don't know if that's the type of midfield that we should even go for. I think we should be looking for someone better, personally. I always bring up Yuri Tielemans. We'll wait and see. Nambro says, I think Arteta is stubborn with his system and he is not trying to get the best out of our strikers. Top managers would adapt to plays, uh, uh, would adapt and play to their players' strengths. Would you agree? Look, a best manager always will get the best from his current group. You look at how Thomas Tuchel got so much from the players that he was given. I know he had a, a lot of very, very talented players, but... He still got the best of them. I don't think he signed anyone in January during the year he won the Champions League. I think he, I think he is more than capable of of getting the best from that Chelsea side and has already shown it. Arteta has has shown that he's needed to make drastic changes to the squad. Yes, the squad has not been good enough, and we've had to make improvements to the team. But 
none of the original players. I mean, Smith Rowe and Saka, I think, yes, have improved under Arteta. A portion of that is to do with their natural development, but you know, you still have to portion a fair amount of that to Arteta, but not enough. Not there's no nowhere near enough improvement has been made over the entire team. So yeah, I do think he is stubborn, and um, maybe we've not succeeded because of that stubbornness. Maybe so. Uh, Vinny says, how is Bellerin playing? Uh, is there a chance of getting some decent cash for him? Look, the more he plays, the more teams are going to want him. The better he's playing, which he is playing quite well, the better money we're going to get from him at the end of the season, which is always going to be good. Um, Jasmine, thank you so much once again for becoming a member of the channel. Really appreciate the support, mate, as always. Members in the chat box, please welcome Jasmine to the family once again. Carl, 268 watching live, only 40 likes. Support our great community, folks. Hit that like button. Thank you so much, Carl. Please do smash that like button if you haven't done so already. Eugene says, Ralph Hasenhutl to replace Arteta. An interesting choice. Certainly someone we've spoken about previously. Southampton, playing them on Saturday. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens indeed. Amandeep says, uh, who would you take as a striker? DCL, Isaac, or Jonathan David? DCL for me, then Isaac, then Jonathan David. I like the idea of going for Premier League players with that English homegrown quality to them. I think Calvert-Lewin is a clinical striker that would add plenty of threat in the air that we lack currently. He's not injury prone. I mean, you you listen to, and I'm sure a lot of you follow Dr. Raj Bra, who does a lot of uh, kind of football-related injury videos and is a specialist, he's a physiotherapist. And he, you know, agrees in the sense that DCL is not injury prone. So, you know, a licensed physician, if you will, uh, is even suggesting that Calvert-Lewin is not injury prone. So it would take a pretty stubborn person to disagree is all I would say. Did you A says, Tom, is the is the football so poor because of Arteta's tactics or is it poor players? We don't have poor players. Saka is not a poor player. Neither Smith-Rowe, neither Zerdegar, neither Partey. Lukonga's shown to be good. Tierney's not bad. Ramsdale's a good keeper. Gabriel and Ben White are good players. Tommy Asu's a good player. Smith-Rowe, Abamyang, Lacazette. Look, these are good players. This team is better than what we are seeing on the pitch. It is so, so, so much better. It's £150 million better off. Does that equate to, to nine points better off than last season? And last season was bad. It's not like a top four year where we're nine points better off. It's a year where we finished eighth. Are we really nine points better off in in uh, December? just because of £150 million spent when we had one of the worst seasons and starts to the season last year. I don't think so. And so the finger certainly does point towards the manager in, in more in more ways than it does the players right now. It's not all him, and there is certainly some blame that must fall on the players, especially the senior players. But the main portion has to go towards Arteta. Things change in this game very quickly. We could win against Southampton, beat West Ham, and all of a sudden things rapidly change but it is about the way that we're playing it is about the style that we're seeing it is about looking back at that 10 game unbeaten run with the benefit of hindsight and saying did we do enough in the games against Norwich Burnley Watford Newcastle or did we beat those teams kind of for a battle of attrition rather than playing some really good solid tangible football that you can get behind and support I worry that it's the latter 
I am going to wrap things up there because, as I say, there is two more shows coming for you today. You've got the Canton and Simu show with myself and Harry from the Chronicles of Aguna coming out this afternoon around, let me just check for you what time that is going to be coming out. I'll be taking a break from Halo Infinite to uh, jump on the channel to have a chat with Harry. Three o'clock uh, today, UK time. So that is in six and a half hours time. So make sure you set your alarms and set your notification bells turned on so you know when it's going to be live. And then a little bit later in uh, the day is also going to be a youth, uh, a look at the youth team and that as well. Vinny asking, who's it going to be on my show or Harry's show? It's a great question. I think it's my show. I'm just checking down when the last, yeah, three weeks ago was on my channel. So it is going to be on my channel uh, at three o'clock. So you'll be able to tune in on here for myself and Harry to be having a chat about Arteta. You know that Harry's been very defensive of Arteta, has been very much behind Arteta. And, you know, my feeling on the manager is very much in the middle and has started to lean towards the change on that side of things. So it could be a good discussion waiting to be had. Then tomorrow you'll have the 8am show as always. I'll then be having a chat with James from AFTV and also there'll be a preview show with the members probably in the afternoon sometime so make sure you're subscribed make sure you turn those notifications on and make sure you're liking the videos and showing your support and joining the chat box and being happy and friendly and community driven as well we'll see you soon and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.